Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls. I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today. You're listening to another Big Bug Breakdown from the Element Podcast. What's happening, all my woods people? It is getting to be the best time of year, and the weather feels like it, and the deer seem like it, and I think uh, my neck's starting to swell a little bit, Casey. <laughs> I believe it. Your neck is kind of big, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I used to, my high school coach used to make fun of uh, pencil necks all the time, yeah. so uh, we did a lot of neck, neck machine work. Well, you, you know, know, it's a good way to get concussed is to have a pencil <laughs> neck, because the more your head whips around, the more concussions you can have. Yeah, and broken but, necks. It is like there's some fall colors popping around out here. Like right now we're sitting on tailgate and there are red leaves mm-hmm. on the sassafras. Sassafras trees. Uh if you get out there in in the in the tree in the in the overgrown field out there, like all the blue stem is starting to like bloom. Yeah. And uh, well it's not really blooming, but it's like the the, the filaments of the seeds are are mm-hmm. really showing. It's really cool. And it's probably starting to brown up a little bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. And then the elm trees are turning yellow. Everything's just starting to get color, man, which is, is. I'm sure we're talking to people right now that are literally like, where are the leaves, you know? <laughs> I know you guys in Minnesota probably don't have many leaves right now, so um, there's that. Um, but we're sitting out here on your property right now doing this podcast, mm-hmm. which it is a it is like, does it get better as far as weather goes? No, this is a, this is a uh, this is the best day. It just right feels here. so good. It's man. like sixty five and sunny with a slight breeze yeah. out of the south, which and, is surprising. Yeah, and you hunted this morning. I did, and I saw a bunch of deer activity. Yeah, I hunted like I was setting up my stand, and there was a doe like thirty yards away. I could see her barely. And she didn't care that I was there at all, which is really cool. Um, That's the plus of hunting around houses and stuff. That's right, man. I got here a touch late, but oh well. Um, I, uh, if you know me, you know that's probably just the way it goes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, But um, I saw deer the whole time. I mean, there was like a five or ten minute break where there wasn't deer in the field, which is crazy. And this, uh, my property is a uh, old grown up watermelon patch. Um, It's about uh, seven or eight acres of what you would call CRP, but it's not actually in the program. Like just grown up, nasty, different, like a lot of variants and types of vegetation too. So like you've got these big bushy spots and you got some lower grass and like 
the deer just all up in it, dude. Mm. It was awesome. It's cool, man. Yeah, and so, so are the foxes. Yeah, you and I were riding the four wheeler over here like buddies um, the other day, <laughs> and <laughs> a, good uh, way a gray fox jumped like ten yards in front of us and just ran down the little trail. So that's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was cool, man. That's not a, a critter we see a lot yeah. here. You go further to the southwest of us in, in the, like the hill country, there's a bunch of them, but mm-hmm. I kind of like them, man. I'm definitely, uh, he is on the uh, save list whenever yeah. people come over and do stuff. It's like, don't shoot the fox. Yeah. Well, we um, had a stark contrast to the hunt this morning a couple of days ago where we hunted uh, down in the woods and we were hunting over a little bit of corn and... Um, we didn't see anything. Well, okay, technically we saw some, you saw something. Mm-hmm. Uh, the deer, it winded us or something. We had a weird thermal happening down in there, and we never actually, I never saw the deer. So, in other words, they didn't come in very close. And uh, that was it. That was all the action we had was a brief second. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, anyway, we moved uh, We moved kind of the stand location a little bit. Yeah. And you moved, the, you moved uh, your camera and everything. Well, I, I, I came back the next morning and hunted, and I saw a deer a doe up by the field edge when I was walking out. And I was like, okay, if they're spending time up on the field in the morning, I'm not going to keep pushing in back here to the back. Because that's kind of a late, I mean, I'm sorry, an early season kind of tactic. Like, before they kind of start thinking it's fall, you know, push into the timber because that's where they're going to stay all day. Well, they're not doing that now. So I moved the the uh, corn pile that I'm, I'm sitting my camera over up to the front of the property and uh, came here with my wife to do all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, well, I moved the camera with you. Came with her yeah. with the corn to put the SD card in the camera because I forgot that originally. Fun times. Um, and uh, went to putting out the corn, and I had it's the Exodus Lift Two, mm-hmm. and it's got a really good LCD screen on it to where like you can see yourself as you're putting out this corn, and you can tell exactly when you are and aren't in the frame. So it's really great for getting deer survey pictures. You know, so you're see. able to not put corn outside the frame. That's right. If you didn't want to do that, yeah, right? I, I, I can do that either way, but it's way easier with yeah. that screen. Oh, you know, yeah, like, for sure. It, it's just you look up there and you, you know, you're just pouring it out. You yeah. know, and a lot of times you're like moving the camera or whatever, kind of. Yeah. But the really good thing is you have like a you have like a perpendicular plane that you can see. Uh, that you won't get outside. In yeah. other words, like, for instance, you may have a, a doe family group or two, like, come in at the same mm-hmm. time, and that's that can create some social stress. So you want to spread the corn out as much as possible, right? But mm-hmm. if you get too wide on it, then you're going to be, you're going to have deer that might be outside the frame, and then next thing you know, you've got a buck that comes in and noses a doe around. He never even makes it onto yeah. the camera, you know? Or a deer who's too close to the camera, and then you can't see their heads when they're down eating. I've done that more than once, put the corn too close to the camera, mm-hmm. and then, like, you see shoulders, and you're like, oh, that looks like a buck, but you <laughs> never get to see his head, and he just moves out of the frame, and he's yeah. gone, you know? Yeah. So, uh you know, it's, it's pretty pretty nice for that. But one thing you have to remember is to switch the camera from setup to on, <laughs> which I did not do. Luckily, this is on my property where I'm going and checking them. You yeah. know, I check it every three or four days because these deer are used to me being around and stuff. You people. Know? Yeah, yeah, they're used to people. But uh, On public, yeah. that wouldn't have been fun. No, but that's not. why I mean, we hang a lot of cameras on public together, so we kind of go through our checklist mm-hmm. together. Uh, we're pretty... We uh, we forget things. Don't don't get me wrong at all. But uh, a lot of times when we jump out of the car, we're like, okay, cards, camera, yeah. batteries, camera battery, microphone, whatever we're taking. Yeah. Like we're like we like list all these things off and make sure one of us has something of all of those things. So and it, it you helps weren't there to help me do that, and well, my wife was. Which she I, 
it's cool that she wanted to ride around and do that with me. She's not a pro deer uh, hunter. No, nah, it's not her thing. You know, she <laughs> she enjoys it. I enjoy it. Um, but uh, all the while, we're discussing the merits of why I'm peeing in front of the camera. She oh. doesn't understand it. Mm. So I'm explaining all this, like what a scrape is and what's going on here and why we're doing that. <laughs> and in, in all that, I completely lapsed on the whole turning the camera on. So, yeah, uh, it's a, down there soaking now with a fresh SD card and batteries. That's so. good. Well, we didn't, we, you probably didn't miss a whole lot. I mm-hmm. bet you had a couple buck pictures, maybe. Probably, but, but it's not like, um, it's it, it's not like I forgot to turn it on on November 4th right. and we were gone for two weeks. Exactly. Like that would be way, way worse. No doubt. So, And we're going to head pretty soon to Iowa, which is exciting. Um, so, you know, I've got a lot to do today. I'm, I'm heading actually up to grocery shop. And so I stopped by to hit this podcast real quick. But uh, I guess for sake of uh, me getting groceries done and everything else, let's uh, get our guest for today on the phone. That's Jake Major from Cobra Archery. And he has shot a deer, which I thought was super rare. He kind of acts like it's no big deal, but maybe it's just him, you know. Well, but- I think he's... He always just shoots whatever. So, like, he's like, yeah, whatever. You know, like, he's just yeah. that kind of guy, man. He's just probably one of the cooler dudes that we've met in the past year. Well, he's like, a fan favorite. We had so many people oh, yeah. after his uh, first podcast on the archery series uh, that, that we did with him um, that were like, man, that dude was cool, you know, or whatever. Uh, so. I got a sneaky feeling that uh, – he might make another big buck breakdown appearance this year. <laughs> just, just a feeling, yeah, but uh, yeah. this one's really cool because it's really unique. That's right. Well, let's get him on the phone. All right, guys. On the phone right now, we have got Jake Major with Cobra Archery. Jake, you have done the unthinkable, sir. You have killed a big buck in the state of Pennsylvania. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, you know, you get lucky once in a while, and you get something. <laughs> Some guys get lucky all the time. Like I think you. you're one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked out pretty good. Yeah. You know? But, you know, it, oddly enough, up to this point, we went out the first day. Me and the boys and Melissa went out the first day, jumped in the bunker. We saw 16 doe and two buck, and one buck was a good one. And I'd say, you know, it's a fair amount of deer for an hour and 20 minutes of sitting in yeah. the bunker. You know, and they were... Uh, they were, you know, rolling in, and uh, but it didn't go so well because we we're going to try and shoot a doe. But uh, you know, caramel popcorn and and you know, Lucky Charms, they can smell them pretty good. Ooh, I love so, them. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop eating them then. Elias is busy digging out all the marshmallows out of Lucky Charms, and giving me the rest. So yeah, you know, what are you gonna do? Here's just so, some oats. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but we saw some good ones that night, and then uh, we had, you know, high hopes of shooting it. A good one the next, you know, a doe the next uh, time out. But went out the following evening, crickets. I went out by myself the following evening, uh, the uh, evening after that, in another stop, spot, crickets. The next evening was crickets with the boys. I went out the next morning, and it was crickets. I, four four in a row, didn't see a deer. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of like, what is going on here? And I thought I'd see some decent deer because we had we just got all the beans and all the corn out of the fields deer get pushed into the hollow i thought for sure i'd see a parade at the one spot where we've just been seeing a tremendous amount of deer but nothing so i thought you know what i'm getting you know i'm just going to go out for the last hour uh, uh friday evening it was last friday evening the 11th so i thought well i'm gonna jump out there and i got up in the stand i was walking in to the food plot and i saw the food plot a week before it looked great got to it and it was nothing but a dirt patch i went oh Mm. Should I even hunt this thing? Because the deer just come in and just smoked it. Man. 
just just destroyed it. I'm like, ah, the only thing that was basically standing was the radishes and the turnips we planted, just as cover. So you know what? They've been here all week pounding it. Maybe we'll get some to come in and finish it off, you know? So I got up in. It's quarter six. Basically had an hour and 15 minutes to hunt. I was there five minutes, and I spotted some doe coming out of the field. Took uh, well, I took her and her, her youngins to come over. Took them a good 35 minutes to get over to the food plot. I got it circled and encased in standing corn. So when they get in it, they feel nice and secure. So no, there's not an ear on any one of the stalks but because uh, they just strip them clean. But it makes them feel secure when they're in the food plot. So they'll get in there early and stay stay there all day or do whatever. So that helps them uh, stay there. And, and the, the food plot runs east to west in a uh, rectangular shape. So and I'm on the south side of it. And they're in the food plot. And then I saw them looking to my southeast, looking and looking at that. You know, they're not running. So there's no coyotes. So they go back to eating. That well, there's some deer coming. Look down a little dinkler standing in the edge of the field in this in the corn the stalks there and uh and then i saw a mother she came out of the well they're off limits i didn't want to shoot a, a mama with babies i just i just didn't want to yeah so and i wasn't into it you know i'm just I'm getting older i guess you know back when i was a punk kid yeah i probably shot the whole field <laughs> clean i forgot you were <laughs> you know? a punk kid i forgot That's about right. that thanks for reminding me <laughs> I'd empty my quiver up that, you know. So, but anyway, and just when I saw those two, I saw moving. I saw Andrews. Oh man, he's a good one. So I, I pivoted his way. He was to my east, and he come out. He didn't come out into the the standing corn yet. That would then go into the the food plot. He, there's a drive lane right underneath my tree stand because I'm right at the edge of the woods. And he turned, and there's a blowdown that I left lay there from May, just so they don't walk underneath my stand because I got. In a, in a bad spot a couple of times because they were directly under and then they come in, you know how it goes. You come in a certain way and they go out a certain way and they're directly underneath you. You don't get a, a shot at them. So I left that blow down there and he's facing directly west, directly toward me, towards me. Thinking, man, I hope he doesn't smell me. He was directly downwind of me. And you know what he did? He hunched up and he just wet his torso glands. He stood there and peed down his torso glands. Like, what? <laughs> it's the 11th of October. What are you doing, dude? <laughs> you are way early. You are way early. So he did that. So I, I, at that time, I grabbed my bow. And I, I kind of thought, you know, from experience, he was going to, if he committed to going into the food plot, he would do it in one fell swoop. He'd go through the, through the standing corn and trickle into the field because the doe were already in the field. And they kind of did the safety check already, so he doesn't have to come to the edge. You know, sometimes they'll come to the edge and stand there for a little bit mm-hmm. and kind of survey, and then and then walk out. I figured he would just trickle out because there was already dough in the, in the field and nothing was spooked or running off. And as he went to commit to the corn, I drew and um, come down at, and I was at full anchor till he hit the other side of the corn and he trickled out like two or three yards, just like I thought in my mind he would do, as it never works that way, but it did this time. <laughs> you know how it goes. Mm-hmm. He stopped and put his head down and started feeding, and I I drew on him. I was already at full draw, and I, I raised my pins up, and I'm like, no, take your time, raise them a little higher, a little higher. You know how that is? You just want to mm-hmm. get it on him and blast them. Yeah. You know? So I got there, and I hesitated just for a little bit, so I settled and then let the air fly, and I, and I popped him. It was only 22 yards. You know, perfect. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, just, you know, you know, nice and close. But I one thing I did do and I didn't like um, I pulled the trigger quickly. I didn't punch it and I didn't slap at it. I just pulled it quicker than normal. No, my ease into it. One continuous motion with my 
when I hit the trigger, just one continuous motion. But this time I just I kind of went fast to the trigger. Didn't care for that, but I hit him good and solid, hit him good and clean. I was a touch back, maybe like two inches off where I wanted to be and maybe like three inches high. I still double lunged him. And because, you know, when you shoot him, I don't want to just hit him and mm-hmm. kill him. I want to I want to pound him. You know what yeah. I mean? I want, you know, you want that arrow goes in and you're like, oh, yeah, you're, you, I just murdered you. You're yeah. done. You know, and I saw the arrow hit him and he took it like a man. He did. He hunched up and, and blasted out through the field and down around the corner. And his tail wasn't up. He didn't have any extended strides. You know, I mean, he kind of was like a really fast shuffle. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I knew I hit him solid just by the by uh but i saw the arrow go in him and i saw the exit wound as he was running off and i saw my arrow laying down there in the dirt and i waited for a couple minutes and then i thought i'd get down but then all the does standing around acting like they want to come back in the field back in the food plot i'm like wait a minute here i never did a double stack <laughs> so you know what i mean so i'm like well i'm gonna knock another arrow see what happens <laughs> so um i knocked an arrow and i stood there for about 15 or 20 minutes and they wanted to come in but they were just kind of a little bit uneasy. I thought, you know what? If I shoot at you, you're going to be at 10 yards anyway. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it. I, I'm not going to ruin a hunt with, with having a bad experience with a doe when I shouldn't have done it. Yeah. So I just I put everything away and got down, and then they left the field and went over and found my arrow. I was covered in blood. And then I knew of the entrance wound, it wasn't going to be a lot of blood because mm-hmm. it wasn't a low exit. You know, it was like mid-body exit. And so I just walked to the corner of the field where I saw him dip in. I found blood there and I just, uh, I knew where it was at, you know, it's our property. So I knew where it was at. So I just walked back to the house, uh, got Melissa, got the boys and we loaded up the, uh, the mule, the Kawasaki mule and drove out there and, and, uh, got the flashlights out and went after him. He went about another, so he hit the corner of the field was probably hundred, 110. And he went in the woods a little bit and then back up over the ridge where I was at almost and uh, about another 110. So he he went he went two two and a quarter with a double long. Wow. Mm. Yeah, he went pretty far. And it was funny because we were we were uh, the boys are like little lasers. They got eyes like lasers. They can see a spot of blood from a mile away. <laughs> uh-huh. Like bloodhounds, you know. And we're going through it, and it's all exciting. And we got and he, they went into he went into a really thick patch. Of, we had, we had timbered, and then it, the standing pines. We had a big windstorm last winter and blew a tremendous amount of pine trees down so it's just a twisted wreckage of briars he went into and i couldn't see all that well and i'm moving along moving along the boys are with me i'm like oh he's close guys i can smell him i can smell him i can smell him i can smell him so i went about another 10 yards i'm like where the blood stopped like oh he's right here my ankles he was to my left i couldn't even see how thick it was oh dude you're a pretty good one so i knew he was decent but i didn't know he was that good so he was a good nine point. The boys were happy. I was happy. We were jumping up and down, and, and the boys said, "You know, Dad, this this isn't a small one like you normally shoot." <laughs> I know. I know. It's pretty good for a Pennsylvania deer. So no. I was pretty happy with him. So yeah. well, we got him back, hung him up, skinned him out. But it was a it was a good uh, you know it was a good experience. I was really happy. It was a nice uh, nice tune up buck for for out west. You know how the the big football teams always like to beat up on someone before they go out and play a serious player. <laughs> so I was uh, got a nice tune-up buck for Pennsylvania. So it, was, uh, it was good. Yeah, it was man. Good. That's yeah. awesome, dude. That really yeah. is cool. And and uh, something that's interesting is, like, you didn't talk at all about trail cameras or anything, and it sounds like you just kind of go out there and fun hunt and shoot whatever makes you happy. Do you, did you yeah, know anything yeah, about this deer? 
I, I do. I, I, I may have them on camera way down the hollow, but uh, this food plot here, I don't even, I ran one camera all year. That was it. It's all I put out. And, you know, I've been hunting the property my entire life. Yeah. Right. So you know where to be, when to be, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. with the food plot and the damage they were doing to the food plot, someone's going to show up. I didn't know it was going to be a nice buck like that. He was three and a half. And I'm like, wow, man, dude, I was expecting to shoot a little dinkler year and a half old busted up five point. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, um, in certain spots, there's a spot up on top of our mountain. Just be there, you know. From from the first to the tenth of November, you're going to probably see two, three buck a day. Yeah, yeah. You know, just just you know how it goes. Yeah. So, so how how yeah. rare is this deer in Pennsylvania? Like, I mean, kind of explain well, you know it what, that. I gotta I gotta be honest with you. They're really killing some serious whitetail in PA. Now. Okay. They really are. They they um the 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 total uh you know hunters in PA has has decreased, and then you have a. Uh, three points on one side and then areas around uh, Pittsburgh, the counties around Pittsburgh are four on one side. And, um, I mean, they're killing some, some serious, well, I mean, we, I have one on camera that's probably 138, 140, wow. you know, and you know, they disappear on you, you know, yeah. how that goes. So you, you wait for him for, for rut and he'll show back up when he's stupid, but for now he's locking down his hormones are changing. He's, he's changing his ways a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Man, but, that's awesome. So, yeah, so it was good. And I, and, and one more thing of note, I got to shoot him with a new 2020 model or, uh, one of our new ones coming out with our Maverick. I got to shoot him with that. So Ooh, fancy. The, yep. First animal under the belt for the Maverick things Sweet. shooting lights out. So I'm really happy with it. Oh, it does yep. work. That's good. We were worried. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yes. Occasionally yes. it does work. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Yep. So you when know, I, was, I was practicing the yard and the last, the last 16, 17 shots I made with it. 10 rings. I'm like, you know what? I'm done. You know, I was just, just tune up shots in the yard once a day, every other day, something like that. So I'm yeah. really just absolutely hammered. Hey, cool. when you're good, you're good, man. It's just how it is. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, that's, let's not get that far. <laughs> Whenever you're heading yeah. to the stand, you know, and you're visualizing that you're one of those big football teams that's about to, you know, beat up on somebody, <laughs> are you are you a Nittany Lion or are <laughs> oh, you yeah, uh, orange? I'm or? the, yeah, I'm in the heart of Penn State territory. I mean, the college – is I can be at the college stadium in like an hour. Okay. So it's, it's right up, right up the road. Um, yeah, I'd have to say Nittany Lion. Yeah, I'm going to go beat up the little sisters of the poor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's awesome, brother. Well, you, yeah. you know, you talked about going out west. What's what's your next big hunt you're going on? Well, um, we're leaving on the 1st of November. Uh, hanging tree stands all day on the 2nd and going to be starting our hunt on the 3rd. Uh, northeast Missouri, we got some some really good whitetail to hunt this year. Mm. So uh, the timing should be good. I'm really looking forward to it. And it's going to be me and the three other gents going to go out there and see if we can put some in the dirt. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, that's awesome, brother. Well, great luck with that and great buck there in Pennsylvania, man. I, like, yeah. I, I hoped that you would send me a picture of a deer, but I did not yeah. imagine it would be a good Pennsylvania <laughs> buck like that, man. So yeah, how about that? How about congrats that? on that, brother, and uh, good luck the rest of the season, dude. Yeah, thanks, guys, and uh, same to you. Keep me posted. I want to see how you're doing. All right, we will, dude. See ya. Yep. Good luck tonight. Thank you. All right, thanks. Yep. So right now, I'm not really sure where we are at in our timelines of real <laughs> life and podcasting life. It's like two different lives. Uh, one of the stories I told in the beginning about us hunting and not seeing hardly anything at all, um, we were actually heading out when we talked to Jake to go uh, have that hunt. So this is kind of like you were saying, like an inception thing. This is yeah. a bit weird. Yeah, it's a little bit weird, but uh, <laughs> Jake wasn't good luck, although... 
it's not over for him to be good luck. I feel like it, oh, it can be. Oh, you know? yeah. So we're headed to Iowa uh, in the next couple of days, and that's where it's that that luck's going to really play itself out, you know. Yeah. So, but either way, there's nothing like the hot fest of Jake Major to like get you ready to go hunting. Oh, like know. that dude is a <laughs> bottle rocket waiting to go off. <laughs> dude, man. He is, man. He's on a different level. Different he is. level for sure. Um, and speaking of Iowa, man, we're going to be doing some story stuff on the Instagram story. That's where you're, like our just kind of. Uh, day-to-day life is going to happen probably, um, you know, anything we come across, kind of uh, almost like a live hunt um, for all you forum guys out there. And, um, we're you know, we'll post some stuff here and there on social, but a lot of it will just be through the story for the for the next couple weeks or whatever, next several weeks, I bet. Yeah. Because uh, we're pretty much, as soon as we go to Iowa, it's um, hardly any days off um, from hunting, which is an exciting thing. That's an exciting thing. I'm definitely blessed to be able to say that, that to make that statement, because I know there's a lot of guys out there that right I'll now have a fishing trip in there in, in amongst all those hunting trips while uh, you're on right. a hunt. So. It's funny how you've renamed that trip. <laughs> That's what you called now, Tyler. <laughs> At first, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm good with it, man. If if it actually happens, I'll believe it. When oh, I see it's it. gonna happen. I have a license already. Do you? Yeah, because I well, that's that I was, bought a hunting license. Yeah, that for, was a given, though. Yeah, that doesn't mean you're gonna get away from the family. Oh well, I think I've got a wife and a brother-in-law that likes to do that kind of stuff. Okay. So as long as it's decent weather, I do think they we'll like make it, it when it's like twenty degrees outside. No, that's just me. There's a good chance that could happen. Up See, there there's a time. black panther right there. That is, that is, and he is, <laughs> he's hunting. He is, dude. He's hunting, man. I've got a bunch of feral cats that um, roam my property. That uh, the help of the locusts problem. Yeah, <laughs> that that situation might be addressed one day, but I don't know how to do it for sure. I think. Uh, It'd be fun to just start trying to find ways to scare them real bad. <laughs> like we did your pot belly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, that, we need to post that again. Yeah. That was fun. Yep. Um, anyway, uh, you know, cue into our social just to see what's going on. If you uh, want to see uh, the hype of what's happening, maybe get a, you know, you can get your thumb on what the rut is, ha- what the rut's doing, you know, at the time that uh, we're up there. And Hey, right now the rut around here is not happening, but it's close. Yeah. Um, these uh, little buckies that I saw, I saw four little buckies this morning on this hunt here, and they all were bumping the does and chasing the does. Yeah. So the youngins buckies, are doing it. Yeah, the youngins are doing it, and that that's always like the kickoff, you know. Yeah. And I think that uh, I think that that you now this isn't scientific, but I think that that activity kind of pushes the does into that mindset. Okay. You know, I don't think biologically it does much, but like it just kind of changes the way people act, or not people, deer. We don't <laughs> Those have people. If, or deer if they were people, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Human people, deer. Um, so, anyway, that's uh, kind of what we got going on. And um, we, I guess, anything else as far as, uh, I mean, we got one more probably release of a, a Texas public land hunt that we did, um, which is, um, you know, it was a good hunt, man, for us. So, uh, some pretty cool stuff happened as far as just seeing deer, and we had uh, some does within range that Casey should have ripped. But man, it's okay. I understand why. We talked about it before that we ever had that chance, so you know we knew it was happening. It yeah. wasn't like you uh, you uh, surprised me with that decision. The decision to or to not shoot does is like a uh, it, that's that's a podcast in itself because yeah. there's there's like a big strategy on when and how and, and what to do in that situation mm-hmm. so we'll have to talk about that sometime yeah that's a good idea man well in the meantime we'd like to thank Exodus for helping us bring these podcasts to you with the Big Buck Breakdowns this year and guys remember this is your element living it it's a rain
Hey guys, turkey season is in full swing right now, and if you are planning on getting after it, make sure to pick up some Meat Eater Phelps turkey calls to stuff into the old turkey vest or into your fanny pack right now. I carry a few different things. I like to use mouth calls, and I like to use pot calls. Mouth calls or diaphragms, I like them because it gives you hand-free calling, meaning when you're working a bird up close, you can have your gun on your knee, finger on the trigger, ready to roll, and still be making turkey sounds. I like pot calls because I just like pot calls. I enjoy calling with a pot call. Whatever direction you go, including a box call, which I don't personally use too much, but they're fun and great, and I started out with them. Yanni, on the other hand, one of my main turkey hunting buddies, he loves box calls. And what's funny is I'll now and then look to him and give him the look that means get out your box call and find us a turkey. So it's not that I don't like him. I just have Yanni use his. Then I don't have to carry it. Go to Phelps Game Calls. Get calls that are made in the USA and get calls that'll get them close. Find yours at phelpsgamecalls.com today.